The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation. Well, <laughs> this is your host, Raider Greg. And, well, Jerry got what he asked for. Yes, he did. He got just a little bit of that glory hole. Brother. That and more here on show 395. Well, Raider Nation, I hope everyone had a most excellent Thanksgiving with friends, family, and, well, everything but football. Let me just say this. We played hard for the first half. On today's show, the post game for how about the Cowboys? Yes, the Cowboys did what they have been doing all season. We'll talk about that. And also a pregame for our friends there in New York. The J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets. Yeah, well, talk about a team in dis- dismantling motion. <laughs> it's the Jets. They blown it all up in there. It's crazy. That and the bone line should wrap it up, folks. And here is Williams. He's going to run it out from eight deep. To the 20, and the ball is out and recovered. It is recovered by the Raiders, and it's Jenkins to the end zone for the touchdown. Just signed this week. After reviewing the play, the ruling on the field stands. And they come around and congratulate that rookie out of Alabama State, Greg Jenkins, for making the play alertly. A gift touchdown, 12 seconds into it. A 23-yard run back off the recovery. Janikowski makes it 7-0. Well, it was a beautiful day here in Northern California. Sun was shining, unusually warm temperatures. The turkey was reeking through the house. It was, like I said, delicioso. The day was magnificent. And then we started watching... The football games, friends and family, of course, and here come the Raiders. Now, I got to tell you, man, these guys are starting out like Dennis Allen started at the beginning of the season saying that they need to start out fast. So that's exactly what the Raiders did up 21 to 7 at the half. I believe the Cowboys were on the ropes. Not so fast. You know, I mean, I don't think it was anything that was different. We didn't call the game any differently. We still stayed aggressive. We still did the things that we had done up until the first half. But, you know, this 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 offense has been able to move the football, uh, and they've been able to score some points, and, you know, they were able to do it and get, get points there at the end of the first half, and I thought there was a big momentum boost for them. You guys have struggled finishing out games. Um, is there something that you can pinpoint? Is it maybe psychological at this point? No, I mean, I just think it's it's guys being able to to, uh, to hang in there and, and being able to, to make the plays when they get those opportunities. You know, obviously t- today I felt like we just got worn down. You know, we had a lot of a lot of guys in and out of the lineup with with uh, you know various injuries and stuff. And and uh, uh, you know, I mean, that's not an excuse. That just is it is what it is. And uh, we weren't able to stop the run. Uh, you know, we we made some explosive plays. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing is we just didn't have very many opportunities in the second half. Um, 
because you know Dallas was able to possess the ball. How much harder, Dennis, is it to make mid-game adjustments when you're worn down and when depth becomes an issue as well? Well, it, yeah, that's a challenge. You know, it's a challenge. And and listen, we we uh, uh, we made a lot of adjustments. I mean, we called everything we had in the playbook. You know, it just um, you know they 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 were able to block us and. and you know, we weren't able to tackle as well as we needed to, and so therefore they were able to keep the ball. I got to say a few things, though, man. We got joked on a couple of penalties. Pat Sims, give me a break. Romo, his hand barely touched his head, 15 yards, crucial. There are a few other penalties as well that were some bullshit, I got to tell you that. Rivera came in big. Greg Jenkins, Mike Jenkins, both. Played very well. Andre Holmes showing he's a stud again. And, of course, Rod Streeter, the man. I don't know why they had McFadden out there. Maybe just for some kind of a trick play. Well, trick on him because he didn't do shit. Nice talking to you. McGoin fumbles on the three-yard line. Rookie mistake. Uh, shouldn't be happening at all, but that was a bad play for us. Gave him their first seven points. I don't know if it gave him any momentum because, like I said, the Cowboys play their best game in the second half. They are the kings of adjustment. I don't know. I've been thinking it. I've been saying it, that we don't make an adjustments at the half. We don't make enough of them. I, I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's not happening. It seems like it's not. Carter Dennis, is it to make mid-game adjustments when you're worn down and when depth becomes an issue as well? Well, it, yeah, that's a challenge. You know, it's a challenge. And, and listen, we we, uh, uh, we made a lot of adjustments. I mean, we called everything we had in the playbook. You know, it just, um, you know, they, they they were able to block us and, and, you know, we weren't able to tackle as well as we needed to. And so, therefore, they were able to keep the ball. Because in the second half, the other team makes adjustments to our game plan and then uh, comes back and kicks our ass. Legendary Raider Lincoln Kennedy joining us here on 95.7 The Game on a Raider Monday as we talk about this team that frustratingly found a way to lose on yeah. Thanksgiving against the Dallas Cowboys. Link, you and I talked about this a little bit on Raiders Extra Point, but uh, for our listeners today, is it more an indictment on the coaches or the players that they wear down and don't show up in the second half? I think it's a combination of both. Look, you know, coaches coach, players play. The fact is, is that this team can come out of gangbuster, like gangbusters in the first half and then they totally wet themselves the second half has been uh, uh, something that we've talked about seems like every week this season. Um, I don't know who exactly you blame for that. I've never seen something quite like that because, you know, the theory is if something works, you keep doing it until they stop it. Now that you tell me once they stop it, you have no backup plan, that's not necessarily good coaching. But more importantly, a lot of times what I've seen is bad execution. You know, players missing blocks, uh, you know, on, 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 on offensive line. You know, you've got the quarterback making wrong reads. You've got guys who can't catch the ball. I mean, these things go on and on. But this is something that has plagued the silver and black all year. So I don't get that fact at all. I mean, we made Tony Romo look like he does against every team he wants to get better with. And I, I just couldn't stand watching that at the end of the game. You knew that drive was coming. And when it came at the very end, the defense had nothing left. I don't know why. I was looking at the defense the whole second half, and it seems to me that we need a bigger defensive line. We need a de defensive line 
We need at least one more monster like Amar Houston. We need another, maybe two guys like him would be insane. A nose tackle that's vicious, mean, and strong. And another defensive end that is just off the chain, mean, vicious, and huge. Those are things I think we should look for in the offseason to help our defense because it's very close to being good. Lincoln, do you think that, you know, everybody talks about the amount of money that, that Reggie McKenzie's going to have and, and that he could be a player in the free agent market? I mean, is this, is this the offseason where theoretically the Raiders could take a jump from a 5-11 and 11 team to a 9-7, and 10-6 and 6 team? Is that, is that what the hope is? Guys, I've said to you before, I think they're close. I think they're close to uh, the young players. Uh, you know, I, I look at uh, uh, Houston and I say, you know what, you're close to getting it. You're you're, you're close to having it and being that co- that complete defensive end. You know, I, I look at uh, I look at other players. You know, like Philip Adams and say, you know what, you're close. You're close to getting it. Close to understanding how to be an effective corner. They're, they are close. You have to have a playmaker who can either. Stretch the field, make the defense take notice, double, triple cover somebody or whatever it is. More importantly, you've got to have the, the, that threat that you can apply to the defense. And I, I think they're without that. I mean, for years they've required, they thought McFadden was going to be it, and he just wasn't. So, it, you know, it's anyone's guess what they're going to do with the free agency and what they're going to be able to do, but at least they've got the money to try to do it. All in all, it was good to see the offense move the ball. Sputtering, of course. The penalties were down. The defense did all right in the first half. Pretty good, really. And uh, then in the second half, I don't understand. You know, maybe that's why they got DJ Hayden. Maybe they need more help in the back. I mean, we're really losing a couple guys there. Tyvon Branch was a stud. But Osama Young seemed like he stepped in pretty good. So we have a couple missing pieces there in the defense. One of the things I think we should concentrate on even more next year, I know the offense needs some help, but our defense needs to be nasty, mean, and bloodthirsty like it has been in years past so we can just enjoy that part of the game, don't you think? Anyway, the game was good. I think they played their ass off. We didn't make plays. We missed a lot of tackles in the second half. For whatever reason, we didn't win this game. But they played to the very end. I know it was kind of weak in that third quarter. uh, Real weak, actually. Uh, The fourth quarter as well. Man, at least we got a team that's playing. And we've scored some touchdowns. That's exciting. I don't know if that's enough. Well, hell no, it's not enough. Not enough for me. Shouldn't be enough for you either. And this game is in the books. And that is all I have to say about that, except one thing. The two buffoons calling this game, Sims and whatever the hell the other guy's name is, made me freaking sick. They should just glue their lips to the ass of Jerry Jones and call it good. All right, let's do it. A pregame for the J-E-T-S. The Rex, Rex, Rex. They're a wreck, all right. We hear Rex and everybody get fascinated. It's more than just love. We infatuated. Well, the New York Jets are a team going down in a ball of flames, literally. 
quarterback mess and the coach and all the buffoonery that's going on since they picked up Sanchez has been insane. And in New York, those reporters are nowhere near as courteous and nice as the ones here in Oakland. That's for sure. Because Rex Ryan took a total pummeling this last week when they lost to the lowly Dolphins like 28-3. to The Jets were punked on every side of the ball all game long. There was no let up for poor Rexy. No, Rex Ryan was fully embarrassed for the entire 60 minutes. Man, Geno Smith, one for seven, one TD for seven in his season so far this year. That is tough to deal with. They even took him out of the game and put in a young and very wiry Matt Sims, who reminds me of Matt Flynn, (laughs) who got sacked twice and couldn't find anybody on the field to get the ball away to except the running back. Geno's uh, traumatized all year. Listen, the New York media are brutal. And they gave up 453 yards. Their defense did against the Dolphins. The Dolphins? We don't have much to worry about. Newsflash. Josh Cribbs is on IR. (laughs) They got Ed Reed back. I don't know if he's healthy. But, you know, the Jets are minus 18 in turnovers. They have more turnovers than any other team in the league. The Raiders, with our defense that's getting better in some cases, should definitely be able to take advantage of this team and make some turnovers happen, and they've got to be able to put up some points. I mean, 453 yards? Come on, man. Come on, Raiders. You're going to New York. This is your best chance right now to deflate the Jets completely because their balloon is three-quarters out, Pada. The Oakland Raiders have the talent. They have the skill. And I believe for the first time in a long time, they've got the moxie or the bullets to get the job done. I think our team is pissed. I think they're tired of being almost... And I think they're tired of not finishing the fourth quarter. I call for a Raiders win in New York. I see us doing it for sure. We've had a long week of rest, rehabilitation. We had lice after Thanksgiving. We had that extra nine-day thing. So the Raiders should be ready to play, healed up, iced up, better than the Jets. And they should be able to get on out there and handle their business in New York City. I say the Raiders dominate, win by 14. Whatever the score is, I think they'll win by two touchdowns. I'm hoping. We can only hope. We've got to improve this record somehow, and it has to come out of the defense. It has to. Our offense is moving the ball, but we're we're getting screwed on penalties. There's a lot of things that are going down. Um, a lot of drop balls. Our offensive line now with Valdir should improve. This whole week of him getting an extra week's rest, you know, he was beat up a little bit. No injury, though. He stayed on the field the whole game. They played him more than they thought, as a matter of fact. So our offensive line should be the best it's been since 
Valdir got hurt at the beginning of the year. We should have a better push in front in our run game and definitely more protection in the passing game. Let's see what happens this game. I feel good about the Jets game. I really do. Greg Papa does too. I believe we could beat the Jets. They are in full-on meltdown. You should hear the press conference with Rex Ryan. It is laughable. He looks like a 10-year-old getting caught with stolen chocolate. It is a trip. It's like I said last uh, last night. I mean, it was just a, uh, a poor performance on our part. Um, obviously, you know, Miami, you know, had a, had a great game against us. Um, they dominated us in, in things that, that we always want to do. Field position, you know, you name it. Um, they dominated the game. When looking at the tape, uh, it was, you know, we're – uh, we're going to go with, uh, and I'm going to go with, uh, with Gino uh, as our quarterback. And I think, you know, it's, I believe in Gino. I think, uh, I think he has the tools to be a, a good quarterback in this league, and I believe that. Um, obviously, he's going through some rough, rough times. These last three games in particular have not been good for him, and quite honestly, for, for a lot of us, uh, hasn't been good. You know, we have some, in this particular game, and we, we have some challenges, you know, at, uh, you know, at receiver right now. We're kind of shorthanded a little bit compared to, you know, some of the guys. Uh, Holmes not really being healthy, Curly being out, uh, but hopefully they'll be ready to go this week. Um, defensively, it's, uh, you know, whether I place too much of an emphasis on having the ball not thrown over our head, you know, and obviously that was a point of emphasis, but uh, we got to challenge more. But uh, with that, I'll open it up for questions. Rex, how long did you debate in your mind Gino versus Matt? Well, I, I think, um, again, you know, uh, you know, really watching the tape. Once you, you get a, an understanding, you, you really evaluate the tape that – you know, to me, I, I just look at uh, I, I just look at Gino as as a guy that, and as I've said, I, I think he's got a chance. I think he's got a chance to be a good quarterback. I, I think one thing about Gino that's been impressive is like he's he's been through it already, but he's had the ups and downs and all that type of stuff. But his perseverance is impressive to me, and you know he'll he'll bounce back from this, and uh, and I'm just waiting for him to have a great game. You know, and, and obviously it's it's a challenge to everybody, not just him. But I think he, you know, I, I think he has it in him. I, I don't think there's a doubt he has it in him. So uh, we'll find out soon enough. What was it about the film of yesterday's game in particular that you saw that made you think that Gina would be a better option for this game than Matt? As you as you looked at that film, what was it? That you... Well, again, look, if we're just looking at that tape, you know, the option doesn't look look very good for either guy you know if you're just looking at you know how they played in that game but it's it's more than that it's it's you know uh you know the protection was you know we're one a lot of eight man uh eight you know eight man protections and we're still getting hit so you know there's there's different things was was guys you know getting open not like you would think not like i would want you know, so there's a lot of contributing factors into it. But 
I just I just feel that um, you know I, I have confidence in Gino, and 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 that's just the way it is. Not saying I don't have confidence in in Matt, but you know. Uh, I feel that Gino has a chance to be a good one. Rex, you've shown in the, in the past if a guy doesn't perform up to, you know, worthy of a starting job, that you would replace him. Most notably this year with with D three times within a game. Uh, and it, you know, Gino's not performed well over the last few weeks. One touchdown, eleven interceptions. So doesn't that send a mixed message? You know, D screws up yesterday. He's on the bench. Gino has not played well for a long time. He's still starting. Well, but again, I think when, you know, D never missed a start. You know, I mean, he missed one because he was injured, but he never missed a start. But I think, um, and I'm not worried about sending, miss, you know, uh, messages or whatever. I, my thing is I'm fair. And I think uh, whether you agree with, you, not just you, but any, you know, people agree with me or not, I believe I'm being fair. And I'll always do what I think is in the best interest of the football team. And that's that's part of it. I might not be right, but they know where I'm, you know the team knows where I'm coming from, and and uh, and I'm sure that they believe that I'm fair. Rex, why don't you believe that it would benefit Gino to take a breather? Why why, why him specifically? Why not? Well, he took a breather in that half. I mean, he saw it from from the sidelines for for that half. I think he'll be ready to respond this week. I, I truly believe he will. The New York media are beating his ass, and it's something to see, man. Check it out. Allen got nothing. Allen got nothing to bitch about when it comes to media pressure because, man, Rex is taking a freaking beating. I say Raiders by two TDs. I got a lot of confidence in this team right now. We got nothing to lose. Guys got jobs on the line. We got a lot of money to spend next year. If they want a piece of it, they better get on out there, partner. They better get on out there and handle their business and bring the Jets down in a ball of freaking flames. That's what I'm saying, and that is all I have to say about that. Baby, baby, baby. Well, before we get into the bone line, I must thank each and every single fan of our show that has donated to our show. Um, it's very, very cool that you find value in what Randy and I do. It's very cool that you help us to continue to do what we're doing. And I can't thank you enough. I just, from the bottom of my heart, both Randy and I, we thank you very much. And uh, I just can't say any more than that. It's very, very cool. All right, the bone line. Bad of the bone. Bad of the bone. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Get on the phone line. You know, I know there's some frustration out there. We need to hear it. And our first caller of the day, the Raider General. And I love this freaking call because it just says, it says everything. Check it out. Hey, this is Raider General. I just watched the uh, 
the game on Thanksgiving with a room full of uh, Detroit Lions fans that just uh, crushed the Green Bay Packers. You know what? It is really fucking hard to be a Raider fan sometimes. They make it really hard. Really, really hard. I don't know what else to say. They uh, give us a couple good games, a couple good quarters, and then they rip our fucking hearts out. Now I know why people are so excited about Terrell, because when he's on, he, he, he is the whole difference maker in the entire game. He can put the whole game on his shoulders. And I love McGloin. Don't get me wrong. I think he might be the future. But I don't know. I'm with you, Greg. I can't say anybody's the future of this team right now. Um, Terrell's dynamic. McGloin's got a hell of an arm. Great decision maker. Where is the supporting cast? And let me ask you this. Who is the fucking brain trust that decides to throw it up in the corner of the end zone to the shortest fucking Raider receiver that we have that hasn't caught a fucking ball all year? Hey, don't put Holmes over there. Let's throw to Jacoby Ford over in the corner. Great fucking idea. I don't know. I know you're all commiserating with me, but... Man, it is hard sometimes, especially on a day like this when all you wish for is a Raider win, right? To shove it in everybody's face. Someday, right? Someday. Our time will come. Later. That is probably the biggest question of the entire game is why, when you have an opportunity to score a touchdown in the red zone. We don't do that a whole lot, but you throw it to Jacoby Ford. It hasn't caught a pass all year. The guy is not going to make it next year. You can't throw it to a guy that's covered by a six-foot-five defensive back. So, Coach, uh, not that the game hinged on it, but the the most curious play, if you could just help me in the decision-making on it, it's the last play to Jacoby Ford. Uh, they have their best DB. I know it's a one-on-one lineup. I'm just trying to figure out, is that – do you like what do you like what do you not like about that play and how it turned out? Well, I don't think anybody likes the interception. Sure. Um, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I think obviously, listen, it's easy for all of us to sit back uh, you know, after the play's over with and say, you know, golly, you know, why would you do that and uh and second guess those types of things. I mean, obviously, you know, it wasn't a great decision by Matt and 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 he understands that he can't make that that decision at that situation in the game and and uh but yeah, I think uh uh you know, I would have liked to to have seen him go somewhere else with the football on that particular play, uh, but he didn't. Uh, it's a mistake that a young that a young player uh, has to learn from and has to get better from. Okay, I get I, just the part because look, what I like about Matt is the fact that he gives his receivers a chance to make a play. Uh, is that something that you just you read from the beginning and go, you know what, I don't like that matchup, or is the is there a way for him? to throw that ball in which it's like, okay, let me still give Jacoby a chance to make a play, or do you just say, you know, I, let, let me go someplace else? Yeah, I think I think you know, based on the based on the pre-snap read and based on what he saw once the ball was was snapped, I think you know everything with with what we were, uh, you know, with what we were trying to do there. I mean, you know, it would it would tell you to go somewhere else with the ball. So I would have liked to have seen him go somewhere else with the ball. Um, you know, again, it's a young it's a young player mistake, and hopefully he learns from it. It was all about the fight for the football, and Ford just doesn't have the size. 
He's a good slot guy. He'd be a good over. Slant pass guy is not the guy you throw to. A fade pass in the corner of the end zone. Great call, man. Thank you. Next, we have Raider Steve in Pittsburgh. What is happening, man, out there on the east? Happy Thanksgiving, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Steve coming from Pittsburgh. Just finished watching the Cowboys game, and I knew it. I when, when the Cowboys went and scored and cut it down to a touchdown, I knew we were going to lose. This coaching staff is a joke. Second half of games, we get outcoached every game. In the second half, there is no adjustments. Dennis Allen has to go. I, I, he, he is a downgrade. There's no way you can tell me he's better than Hugh Jackson as a coach. It's a straight downgrade. Like, we, we get rid of Hugh Jackson, who, who had our offense. At least we knew consistently our offense would show up every game. We fire him, bring in Dennis Allen. Now we have our offense only plays well on scratches. Our defense is inconsistent as well. I there, there's I, I see no I see no light at the end of the tunnel with this guy. I, I don't. And Matt McGowan, he, he's okay. I'm not sold on him. You know. Uh, for all this, we, we still we don't know what we got with Pryor because it, it, obviously the same thing that's happening with Matt McGoin happened with Pryor. He played well in the first half, second half of the games, shut down. That tells me it's the coaching. It's definitely the coaching. Like I, 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 I just don't know. Like I pray Dennis Allen gets canned. I don't. I, I don't want to see this guy waste because I think it's going to be the same thing whether we get more talent on this team or not. Is I think we have enough talent on this team to win more games than we actually winning. Uh, a good coach brings out the best in his talent. Like, and I, I just don't. I, I, I don't see. I don't see the the upside in Dennis Allen. Like he, to me, he's not a playoff coach. He'll never be a playoff coach. He might be a great coordinator, defense coordinator. I, I don't even give him that because with the, the 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 Broncos, their defense got better when he left. Like I just I don't get it. Like I don't know. Like all right, I'm tired of venting. I'm out. Happy Thanksgiving, Raider Nation. I'm out. Peace. Yes, we have no name players. A lot of them, except for Woodson. You know, we don't have too many guys there that are real. Big-time players. We have uh, offensive lineman, number 76, four-time pro bowler, used to play for the Cowboys. But uh, really, we're, we're playing with a lot of guys that are young, and we're getting them to play together. So I'm going to give Allen a break this year, see what happens. See, because Reggie's the guy. I'm telling you, Reggie is the guy that should be on the freaking hot seat because his player choices – other than free agency, which he did really good at, I'll have to give him that. But his draft picks, no thank you, brother. No thank you. And next, my very good brother from Rhode Island. And he is, well, he's where we all are. What's going on, my man? 
Hey, Ritter Greg, what's up? Ritter John from Rhode Island. Haven't called in a while. I actually lost track of your show because uh, I don't know what they do with my phone, but they moved everything around. Just found it, thankfully. Um, just want to touch up on some things real quick about the Dallas game. Just finished watching it. Uh, a pretty good game except for the second half, obviously. Um, I don't know why we abandoned the run. I think that gave us control in the game. A uh, big part of the wall apart, I think, was definitely that miss on Witten on third down when he whiffed. Made two guys with that hurt us big time. We need to make those tackles. Um, that unnecessary interception to Jacoby could have just played it conservative there and at least got a field goal. There was still a lot of time. But <clears throat> all in all, I just want to say that uh, we've been losing a lot of close games, and I know the Raider Nation's used to that. But we're we're pretty close on turning things around if you really think about it. Matt McGloin, it's only his third start. He looks pretty good. I mean, people should be happy. We really had, like, a quarterback circus this year, if you really think about it. So, um, if you look at the Carolina Panthers, last year they lost, like, every close game. I, I mean, like, out of 12 games, I think they lost 10 or something crazy like that. But look at them this year. They just won seven straight. So, I mean, we could be on the verge of turning things around. We just need to see what happens next year. We'll, we'll have some money, and hopefully we can make it work. So, Happy Thanksgiving. Glad I found your show. And uh, go Raiders. Keep your head up, Raider Nation. We're going to be turning this thing around. Very nice take, brother. Very nice. And I believe that's the same thing because Carolina, his their defense wasn't that good last year, but this year they are a force. That's the difference in Carolina. Quarterback's the same. The offense is close to the same, but their defense got big and nasty, and look what happened. That's where the Raiders are going. I don't know if McGloin's the guy or not. I know I don't want to give up on Pryor, but I don't know if we have that franchise quarterback. We might pick one in the draft. Who knows? I don't care as long as we get one. It is the necessary position for a championship team. Thanks for the call, brother. And next, we have a guy that had to suffer through the game right there in Dallas, my good brother, Houston Raiders, Steve, what's up, man? Hello, Raider Nation. This is Houston Raider, Steve. I just left the Cowboys game. Man, what a disappointing loss. We started out great. Uh, uh, turnover for a touchdown. Second half, we were leading. Two touchdowns, I believe. Then, unfortunately, we did our second half swoon. Man, we couldn't start Dem uh, DeMarcus uh, Murray and Dunbar for the Cowboys. Tony Romo didn't have to do a whole lot except to hand the ball off. They're getting big chunks because our defense was out. We couldn't get anything going on offense mostly until the very end of the game when it was out of, out of reach when Janikowski hit that field goal. Man, I tell you what, though, it was great seeing Raider Nation up here in Dallas. I ran into somebody from Mexico. They said they get the NFL down there in Mexico and spy NFL. They get all the channels now. Ran into people from New Mexico, just people from all over the place. Have my picture taken with the Bud Light girls pregame out there in front of the stadium. I'll have to post it. Saw Rowdy, the uh, Cowboys mascot. But I'll tell you what, I stood for three hours with one of these party passes. But you know what? I've been really sick this week, and I almost didn't make this trip. But I thought, you know what? i got to make this trip. i got to represent the podcast. i got to represent Raider Nation. i got to get my butt up here. Because if I don't make this trip, I'll be regretting it. And it's, I only get to see them play up in Dallas every four years on Thanksgiving. 24-7, 1999 with Marcus Russell. That was a, man, that was a painful game. This was painful, too. But you know what? Win, lose, or tie, Raider fan till I die. 
That's just the way we are, Raider Nation. I know each and one of, every one of you, this is a tough loss for us, just like that Tennessee loss. But you know what? Next year we've got 50 to $70 million. And you know what? We're going to be back, baby. My brothers and sisters with the Raider Nation podcast, you're always going to be my friends for life. And we're always, uh, we're one big family. You wear the silver and black, you're family. God bless each and one of you, and I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, and I hope you have a happy Hanukkah and uh, Merry Christmas. But I'm sure I'll talk to you before then. Go Raiders! We're going to be back, baby! God bless! See, Steve brings it home to the fact that it's more about the fans when the team's not doing so well. I mean, come on, man. The parking lot, the parties, the Raider Nation itself. It's pretty crazy. Uh, pretty crazy. I, I don't really have a description for it other than you have to be in it to understand it. That's about all I can say. But I love this fan base. I relate to that, Steve. Thanks for the call, brother. And next we have Raider T-Bone representing the Northwest Raiders Booster Club. What is happening, brother? Hey, what's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy? This is Raider T-Bone representing the Northwest. The Northwest Raiders Booster Club. Oh, just had some turkey and some stuff and feeling good. It's a tale of two halves, man. It's just like we hit that 21-point plateau, and Greg Olson just wants to go in conservative fucking mode. And then the defense, don't even... Ah. Don't even get me started with that shit. Make a fucking tackle. It's like it's like the Raiders of old. Make a fucking tackle. Two guys on Witten, and he fucking didn't even really have to push him to the side and fucking get the first down. How many times is that shit going to go down? And it's like, we should have won that game too. Another one that we should have won. Count them up. I can't take this shit no more, man. We should be in the fucking playoff hunt. The AFC is weak right now. We should have won the fucking Colts game. We should have won the fucking the game today. Cowboy, we had that fucking game. I'm just sick and fucking tired of the mediocrity. It's just like, what the fuck? When are we going to get over this fucking hump? What are we going to do? Fucking fire the head coach? Get another new head coach? Fire the fucking offensive coordinator? We need some fucking stability. We need fucking John Gruden back in this house. I don't give a fuck what Mark Davis needs to do. Open the fucking checkbook and get fucking Chucky back in the motherfucking house. I'm sick of this shit. I'm out. Raider Nation for life. Yeah, it's been a march through mediocrity for sure. But I see the light at the end of the tunnel, and I don't think it's a train. I think it's the light. I think our defense is starting to come to life, and I believe with some additions next season, we should start kicking some ass. We don't have overpriced players. We don't have to, for the first time, I'm not worried about paying so-and-so $18 million and so-and-so $8 million and so-and-so $15 million. I'm not worried about it. I'm not concerned about lazy asses on the team that are just taking a ride on Al Davis. I'm not with those concerns. I see that we will go forward and get better. That's what I'm saying, man. And Gruden, he ain't coming, brother. He ain't coming. And our next caller is the troll from Chicago. What's up, man? 
Hey, Raider Greg. Hey, Randy. It's Patrol from Chicago wishing you guys and the rest of the Raider Nation a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I wish we had better results with the game tonight. Uh, once again, the Raiders start out strong. Killer instinct, just going and getting it and doing whatever they needed to do to push, push, push. And then for whatever reason, second half comes out and we are conservative in our play calling, trying to protect the lead. Protect the lead by being conservative. Protect the lead by making it bigger. Uh, I don't understand the mentality. Uh, Again, it's a second half adjustment thing that we're just going to sit on it. Um, We tried to go big again in the fourth quarter, but it was too little too late. I don't understand why we're not putting the pedal to the floor and holding it there uh, through all four quarters, making the Raiders uh, a team to be believed in again. Anyway, um, disappointing again. I I truly believe Dennis Allen needs to go. I, I don't know what the answer is. We need a coach that's going to come in and 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 push, 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 and 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 we have the talent to to beat these teams that we're losing to. We we prove that in the first half of every game. So we need someone who's going to keep us playing the way we play in the first half all the way through, 60 minutes. Hope you guys had a great Turkey Day, and uh, let's let's roll from Chicago. I'm out. And the troll comes up with, uh, let's get rid of Allen. Yes, I understand. I feel you all the way. But think about it for just a second. He's made our defense better. Greg Olson is the conservative play caller on the offense. You know, I mean, I don't think it was anything that was different. We didn't call the game any differently. We still stayed aggressive. We still did the things that we had done up until the first half. That's some bullshit right there. Now, I know Allen's the head coach, but... I think Olsen needs to go, and I think we have a guy already in-house, Al Saunders, who's still with the organization, works with the offense every day. I think we should make him the offensive coordinator because Al Saunders is way more aggressive when he's the head guy. At least that's what I thought. So perhaps that's the solution, but we got to give Allen one more season with some new defensive players Then let's see. Then let's see. And here comes my man from the OC. What's going on, brother? Happy Thanksgiving, all. This is HCU Raider out here in Orange County. Uh, Weighing in on the game today. You know what, man? The guys didn't play too bad. And uh, like I said, man, we got a team full of guys that are are just just not marquee players, man. And uh, we don't have marquee coaches. And we didn't have them ready to spend, but I mean, they gave a, a, a good effort. I don't know what the hell happened in the second half. I mean, it's almost like they went to sleep. But Mark Davis, again, I've said this before, you have the opportunity to turn your organization around this year. You have a lot of money to spend. Do you want to put that money in the hands of Dennis Allen and Richie McKenzie? You do not need a coach and goddamn GM who's going to fucking go out and get feel good stories. You need killers we don't have no killers man we don't have them you need marquee players with marquee players comes marquee money get ready to make some changes or this is what you're going to be the next 10 years i'm out well that's a good take man i agree we don't have to start putting some good players on the field and i mean draft picks and yeah the feel good story whatever you know how i feel about that 
The guy better come back next year, be, you know, Charles Woodson and, and Rod Woodson thrown into one guy. Because that's what he needs to be uh, to make up for his position in the draft. Listen, we need to have some better defensive players. We need some animals. We need some solid draft picks, man. Now, we could fill up our team with castoffs. Sometimes that's good, too. We just have to get this team together playing on the same page with the right coaches as well. I, I feel you, man. It's frustrating. But let's we got one season left. We got one year left in the Dennis Allen experiment. I, I truly believe that's true. Let's just see what happens. And next, my man in Bakersfield, man. This guy's got the passion. He's truly Raider Nation, man. This is Raider Jaime. Uh, he's giving it real. Let's hear it. What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation? Happy holidays. This is a fucked up weekend for me. I, mean, I know for all of us, still having a hard time dealing with this shit. How could we let this game get away from us? Up 21-7 before the half. They come back. I swear, when they scored that 14th score up on, on the board, I was like, man, like you said, I fucking feel it creeping up my ass. You know what? We need more depth, man, because Rashard Jenny, we gave the ball to Rashard Jenny in the second half and try to pound it out and, you know, just try to keep it on the ground and run the ball. But Rashard Jenny gets a fucking concussion. Jenkins, concussion. And I don't know, the list goes on, man. But anyways, we got no fucking depth. We need fucking depth. And hopefully next year, with the 70-plus million in cap money, Hopefully we can we can you know sign our guys and and uh, seal them boys because this is it's fucking heartbreaking man like you I'm sitting with with my in laws and lo and behold a lot of them are Cowboys fans or or at least going for the Cowboys so I'm like it was fucked up I don't know we need debt man and I just hope they they do a good job in the off season and and get us that because it's getting fucking I mean, it's getting, like, we're close. I know we're close. McGlogan's doing a good job in the pocket. I love the way he runs the pocket. He's not too quick to jump on his feet and run out. He stays poised. Let's, let's uh, receivers, you know, try to run the routes. And, then, and that's another thing. We need receivers that know how to break when they get jammed up on the line, man, because those, those disruptions on the line, man, it, it, it's a big fucking difference. And we need we need at least one one experienced receiver that's gonna show our young guys how how to get by crap like that, you know? This is very high me calling on a big field. You know what man, I just I just got off of uh CSN uh Bay Area and uh the bloggers man, you won't believe it, but they're all fucking talking about the race card. Talking about DA's uh Neglecting Terrell Pryor because of his color. It's watch go on it if you don't believe me, man. It's on the on the sea on uh, the Bay Area News on the bloggers. They're all man. Everybody's talking about it, man. It's fucking hilarious. I don't see that uh, that being in Dennis Allen's nature, but I don't know. People are getting pretty stupid out there. It's fucking ridiculous. You know, 
Uh, you know, fucking Matt McGlogan's just, you know, a better quarterback than he is. He's got better mechanics. He doesn't have to, you know, uh, have to work on his mechanics like Terrell Pryor has to. Why have to, why deal with something like that when you already got a quarterback that's made for that, you know? That's less, uh, less of, of, of a backlash that you would have in, in having Terrell Pryor in there. You know, because he still got to go to house and fucking, you know, get lessons. Come on, man. And Terrell Pryor, is really, if he's really, you know, a good, you know, team player, he'd fucking play any position, man. You know, to help his fucking team win. But no, he wants to be a quarterback, even though he don't have the mechanics. You can't run all day in this league because you ain't going to last, man. You watch fucking ass RG3. Using this race card shit, I think they're all full of shit. DA's not like that. And you know what, man? Get over it. You know what? They're going to evaluate both of them. Good luck to both of them. For me, I don't give a fuck who it is. I just want the Raiders to start winning. And if fucking McGlogan gives us a better chance of winning or gives us more shots down the field, fucking go with him. If fucking Terrell Pryor gives us better shots going down the field, we'll go with him. But me, bottom line, I don't give a fuck who it is. I just want to start fucking winning. I'm tired of this shit. And I throw in the race card. Guys, throw the fuck up, man. I'm out. That has got to be one of your best all-time calls, man. I love it. The race card, seriously? Come on, man. This is the NFL in 2013. Come on. You know, there's... It's not about that. That's not any the dynamic of the NFL and teams. You cannot be that and survive. There's no way that that is a reality. And anybody who's saying it is just ignorant. It's bullshit. And I agree with Raider Jaime. I don't give a shit who's passing the ball or running it or whatever. As long as we're winning football games... I'm for that guy, and that guy might not even be on this on this roster. So let's not get stupid about that, because Dennis Allen, he may be a lot of things, but racist, he couldn't be one and survive in this league. No way. Now, Matt McGloin is going to remain your starter, at least for this game in New York, but you've talked about wanting to still see Terrell Pryor play. How can you get Pryor, and if McGloin is still your guy, how are you going to get Pryor enough snaps to truly evaluate him? Well, I think I think there's going to be um, you know certain situations in the game where you want to try to get you know Terrell involved and let the game dictate how much uh, you know he's going to be involved in 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 what we're trying to do offensively. Um, you know, the key thing that we're trying to do is we're, we're trying to give our offense uh, you know the best opportunity to have success, and so um, whatever the game dictates that that is, uh, those are the things that we're going to try to do so that we have a chance to have success on offense and and therefore uh, have a chance. To to have success and win in the football game because that's that's really what we're trying to do. That's that's the primary goal of what we're trying to do, uh, and and whatever evaluations we can make in the process, we'll we'll make those evaluations. And next, my good brother, Big Ray Yokes, up in the house, man. What you got to say? What's up, Raider Greg? This is Big Raider Yokes. Just calling in. Sitting here in my work truck, man, just listening to the podcast from the Titans, you know, um, 
just, you know, seeing that horrible, horrible showing on Turkey Day. I just, I'm out of, I'm out of words, man. I'm listening to everybody belly aching and sniveling and crying, and 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 it just, it just hit me right now, you know. And you said it plenty times before, you know, that the bar was set so low this year, man, for us on wins, we could have fucking tripped over it, you know. And it just finally hit me that, you know, we're trying to turn this thing around, you know. We're, we're trying to get better as an organization. We're trying to move forward. We're trying to, uh, you know, put personnel out there that can compete, and, 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 and we're doing that. You know, our defense is a lot better, you know. We're doing some good things, you know. I'm still not sold on, on, on DA, but, you know, if you think about it, man, you know, we got a lot of money next year coming in. You know, we'll be able to go out and get some, um, you know, probably another O-lineman, probably a, 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 a kick-ass veteran receiver, you know, maybe a couple, you know, hotter cheerleaders. I don't know, but I'm done with, with belly aching and complaining and, 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 and kicking my poor dog and, and, and throwing beer cans at my TV. I'm just done with it. I'm just, you know, I'm going to watch these four games. Uh, I'm just, I just want to see us improve and compete, man. You know, that's, that's, that's it, dude. I'm, I'm pretty much, we at where we at and we be where we be, you know. So uh, I'm just looking forward, forward to next year. I'm not giving up. You know, I'm just going to, I'm going to watch my Raiders, you know, but I'm just not not going to get excited, man. You know, I'm just uh, going to keep it even, keep it chill, and, uh, you know, shit, let's get them next year, man. You know, that's all we got to look forward to at pretty much at this point. You know, uh, I'm big Raider Yokes. Fucking love the nation. Love my Raiders. You keep doing your thing. And, uh, you know, uh, I heard that guy said you guys are open for donations, so uh, I'm going to drop something in the, in the bucket for you. Because uh, you guys keep doing your thing, and this is where I get my Raider news. Peace. Well, thank you very much, brother, for the the props and, you know, the donation as well. Don't need to go any further into that, but thank you. Now, listen, we do have a team. Listen, Raider Nation, we have a team that fights and claws and continue still fighting as far as I know. I have not seen anybody really quit on this team, offense or defense. I think guys try so hard that they're hurting themselves. That's why he got so many injuries. I think guys are trying, playing very, very hard to keep a job here. I think D.A. has to get another year, three years, man, from the toilet to at least a winning record. I think three years would be admirable. But we got a whole offseason. We got these four games, man. We got four games left. To show what we got. Now, we don't know where we're going after this season. But I know that we have a lot of flexibility. We have a lot of decisions to be made. And I know that next year we could be, really, way better on the defense and improved on the offense. Think about it. The games we lost, we could have won. We could have won 8, 9, 10 games. Listen, that's a possibility next year. I'm thinking it's totally possible. This is where I feel we are as an organization. Let's watch these next games. And you can't help but be emotional, brother, because we're playing the Bronco Hoes, playing the Chiefs. We're playing the freaking boltless, nutless, chargeless Chargers. Listen, man, we're going to have some good football 
These are division rival games. They're tough games, and I don't care. We got nothing to lose but take those other guys down another notch. I love it. I think we should play hard. Watch these games, man. We'll see what this team is made of. I think we're going to be really happy at the end of the season because remember, we had no freaking expectations this year. I didn't, that's for sure. But I think we got a lot to look forward to. That's what I'm saying. I am Raider Greg, and I am out. <laughs>